Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of... Let's have a drink, the wonderful weekly podcast where we sit back, relax, and enjoy a delicious beverage. Welcome back, everybody. Ryan's got the woot-woot in the the house. Uh, Welcome back to another episode. We missed y'all so much. We missed ya. Ryan, what have you got to this week? What's going on? Um... What what have we what have we what have we done or what are we going what to do right this Let's, month? I want to I want to obviously we're gonna talk about what My we've done. But what have Lord. you been up to? Um, lots going on at work. Actually, hold on. I just I'm really interested in this drink. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna crack it open. ASMR. Yeah. yeah, cracking over the beer that we're trying this week. Yes. Um, I think we've both been kind of busy. You winding down with work in preparation for the holiday because your kind of your work really slows Blessed. down. That is true. Um, and then for me, you know, we're really ramping up towards Boxing Day, so. A lot's been going on with that, but we also saw a cute little movie. Yeah, we did. Um, called Spider Man No Way Home. It has been so long since we've talked about it and mentioned it. We um, have been looking forward to this movie forever. For months, uh, even years, if you really want to think about it. <laughs> um, I I can't believe we actually got to watch it the day it came out. Uh, huge, huge. Well, huge. there was people seeing it Thursday night, so like we saw it like the, our the Friday. Day, it counts. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home this week. Yes. Uh, and a couple of probably some other Marvel things. Um, yeah, like some Hawkeye random ditties. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, we did check that one out. So spoiler. That was uh, kind of like the big ahead. thing that happened to us this week, basically. It was. And, and, you know, we had already planned to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it'll be out for a week yeah. by the time this episode is exactly. airing. Yeah. Um, so you guys have plenty of time. Yeah. And then um, we also had uh, a few of our friends over for a little like friends miss um gift exchange thing we played some games had some food had some laughs so that's that all Christ- our first christmas party of the year mm-hmm. uh probably our first christmas party in two years yeah technically yeah uh actually no we did i think we saw uh, my family last year maybe um no we but didn't anyways no we didn't christmas party um we did I, well, virtually. I, I thought my dad on boxing day didn't i like we did because he it was a small group there's only like four of us it was it was Yes, yes, you, you are right. You are right, but everything else was like... Yeah, either yeah. way. Anyway. Um, no, we did get a nice little friend miss. Um, I think from that and some other things, and actually probably the movie, I've lost a little bit of my voice, so it's probably... You'll probably tell I'm a little... I can't. ...deeper and raspy. Oh, no. I no. feel my throat's definitely like raspy in the, in the sense that like... It is like go, gonna go away if I keep talking. Right. Uh, but we got we got to get the podcast going. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yes, and th- now new beer. We didn't yes. have a beer last week. Yes. Yeah, um, because you know things were rough. But hey, <laughs> oh, also update. I'm feeling much better now. Everybody. That is true. We are back. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, we went out to the theater. We had some friends over. Uh, we wouldn't have done so if we were sick. But uh, we're yeah, feeling no, much, I've, much, I, much yeah. better. Thank you guys for all the love and support on our social media when we uh, when we had the episode out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's exciting yeah. stuff. We have a new beer this week. We do have a new beer this week. So we have this can is like really crisp. I like it. Yeah, it's great. It's um, it's called it's the diversity like not diver city diversity like diversity but spelled as like city. Um. It's a Hell's Lager from Lost Craft. Lost Craft is a personal favorite of mine. Yes. I have enjoyed most of their beverages. Um, Beverginos. Um, I don't know if there's any I haven't, uh, yeah. but they're small. There's, I don't know. They have many, many brews like the craft places do these days. This beer is gorgeous to look at. It's poured a into a glass at the moment. It's wonderful golden lager color. It is, literally looks like liquid gold. It's still fizzing from the bottom. 
Um, so it has all these like little bubblies and it's just making it look extra fancy to me right now. So I'm gonna have a sip. Why don't we'll you chat about the sip that you mine. had? Man, this is quite a delicious lager. Very interesting because I don't quite know what a hell's lager is compared to a regular lager per se. Um, but like you can tell that there's a kind of a different uh different base to this beer this lager um and i like it like i've all i I like all lagers i think Mm -hmm. lagers are so smooth so easy drinking this is a bit more um like flavor wise it's definitely a bit drier um i'm curious to see i want to look it up really quickly because i'm almost getting like a weedy aftertaste yeah no absolutely i think maybe the way that it's brewed fermented whatever uh but like like ryan said earlier the can is great lost craft is in toronto Toronto, Ontario. So if you guys are ever in that area, they might uh, they might have a little uh, I guess you want to call it beer garden or or you know tap room. Um, I would love to go. Okay, uh, so a hell's lager. Yep. Um, so there's two kind of like descriptions ish going on here. Um, so the immediate one is it's a pale lager, a uh, very pale to golden colored lager beer with yep. a well attenuated body and varying degree of noble hop bitterness. So it's definitely that like goldeny color, really pale, right. not super opaque. Um, Hells, which simply means bright in German is indeed a bright multi alternative that retains the crisp crispness of a lager without the spicy hops found in a Pilsner. Like all lagers, Hell's is made with a unique yeast variety, so right. it's distinguished. So it's distinguished from ales during the fermentation process. Oh, neat, neat, neat. Yep. Okay. So yep. yeah, like you said, kind of, it still has the wheat because of the yeast, obviously. Yep. Uh, but that's all beer. Beer is all wheat. Yeah. So it's um, more. It's got more of that maltiness to it, which I can definitely is, tell. Yeah. But it doesn't make it bad. It definitely like it feels like Do a. You like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 I, I the way I almost want to describe it is like salty. Mm-hmm. maybe it's because i drink a lot of like fruitier beers or the ipas usually have a lot of citrus going on you, so it you, almost has like right. a sweeter you tone did say to it, it was um dry yeah i think where that's like obviously salt like it feels dry, it dry in my mouth after i've swallowed it yeah salt makes your mouth dry right so that's why um you know but this yeah. is it, no, this it really feels like a consistency yeah this really feels like you're gonna go you know up to a pub and this would be like uh, the kind of the one drink that if I like somebody who I knew like beer, like Bud Light, you know, I would say definitely try this. This is, mm-hmm. you know, a good start. It very much has like there's a little bit more of a flavor profile going on. Mm-hmm. Um but it definitely has that sensibility to it. Well, it's full it really just for a tastes lager. like a beer. You know what I it's mean? It's full bodied for a lager. Yeah. Like all lagers that are craft mm-hmm. brewed are. Like I don't even know if Bud Light's considered a lager. I don't know what that is considered. I don't know. But it has to be. You know what I, I mean? Know. But um, yes, I do get what you're saying though. This definitely feels light to the palate and it feels more like a, just like a classic straight up beer. Yeah. Whereas like things like, um, you know, IPAs, sours, certain ales, um, right. they can have a little bit more going on mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes to um, a flavor profile compared of to this. Course. But this is quite good. It's just like a classic refreshing. It's... You need to kick something back that'll go with just about anything you're going to eat. This is going to be it. And it feels like a little bit more elevated compared to... And again, I don't want to be like... You know, I'm not sitting here shitting on... You oh, know, no, those, no. But I'm course. just saying like it definitely feels... Just based off of like me having had multiple like i've had cores before i've had um but before you know um that sort of thing so like i 
this definitely feels like a more elevated version. Right. Um, but it is definitely more subdued than some of the more extreme flavors that we've gone for before. Right. So this is really good for kind of just about anything kind of beer. Yeah. No, it is. It is easy drinking, it seems. Oh, my goodness. The cat might unplug my cord. <laughs> oh, careful. Careful. Um. Anyways, uh, I like it a lot. It's very yes. easy drinking. It's uh quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to have to move this cat. Give me He's one second. He's very distracting right now. Oh, careful. <laughs> get back there. Get out of here. Trying to get into all the shiznit. Um, yep. Anyways. Lost Craft, it's probably one of the uh, new ones from Lost Craft. So shout outs to them yeah. uh, again. Uh, speaking, but you mentioned food earlier. Yes. I got to I gotta say it. Oh, boy. Um, Hello Fresh this week, guys. Came in clutch yet again this week. This guys. meal. Tonight, we had chicken. Artica chicken is what I guess yeah, it's Yeah, with called. garlic naan and what was it? Basically like a cilantro cream. It was a yogurt cilantro cream like, like dressing crema essentially. sort of thing, yeah, crema, yeah, yeah. if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. Not quite an aioli. It was literally just like a yogurt cream. I was going to so, say aioli is a little bit but more But it was like, we... it was that cold dressing mixed with the hot, sauced up uh, chicken and veggies. Um, delicious tikka. The yep. tikka sauce was fantastic. The oh. curry paste covered chicken was uh, was roasted up nicely. The veggies came out yes. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really great meal. I, um, uh, that, that non bread really... Um... With like the butter and then the garlic puree garlic really bread, crisped man. up nicely. They toasted up nice in the oven. Um, mm-hmm. Really easy to follow this week. It was a qu- it was literally like a quick meal uh, yeah. category. It did not so, take long at all. No, yeah. just a few ingredients, uh, very few dishes. And this is what I love about these sorts of services because like we genuinely love the flavor profile of a lot of Indian food, but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily like – I don't know if a lot of places – nearby to be able to go and i don't necessarily have enough experience to be able to cook it from scratch myself right so being able to like pick and have opportunities to kind of try different versions of things until i know hey okay so these are flavors i really like these are the types of dishes that i want to start learning so that i can start doing it on my own and it's a great launching off point because now we have that recipe to be able to use whenever Literally. and tweak it as we go along depending you can on grab what we those sauces and ingredients and store 100 yep, yep, yep. um, so. percent and but you said when you finished me like you love indian food and i honestly could not i loved it smelling throughout the whole cooking process mm-hmm. um really really good flavors and mm-hmm. and smells in there a lot mm-hmm. of good ingredients so yes. big shout out to indian food but we don't i don't know if we have like i haven't really looked for any indian restaurants uh in our area but no, I, definitely I would, would like take to a look that. i would take yeah. i because i don't even know because we love our like our curry and our butter chicken and stuff but yeah. i would love for an authentic uh indian cuisine place to to yeah, have those to dishes really start well. to kind of explore i think there might be a place downtown probably um, probably but it's one of those things i just it's because of so many other places that we like to go Sorry, excuse me. It's never always like on the forefront of my mind until I like have it again. Right. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Because again, usually like our go-tos if we're going to go kind of um, past maybe kind of like your standard pub food um, is we'll do something like sushi. We'll do sushi. You know what I mean? Or we'll we'll get like – Or we get like shawarma or we do – Poke even. Poke. We do Caribbean. Burrito. Caribbean. Exactly. There's a a lot of options and we – like it's hard to choose when yeah. you have all those, but um, the other thing about authentic Indian cuisine um, is is they usually tone the spice up like a crap ton, mm-hmm. uh, obvious for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I think that's why you know you can never. I don't know. It's like hard to 
Yeah. To say I want I want super super spicy Indian food right now. It's mm-hmm. just not. Well, that's where like meals like the butter chicken kind of comes yeah. in play because there'll still be a little bit of like heat going on, but it's usually a more subdued dish yeah. compared to like a straight up curry. But yeah. Anyways, but that's um, why we just, we really we, we, we were super satisfied with it, and yeah. I'm excited for all of our meals this week. Actually, Got I think it was like ones. a perfect lead up to Christmas week. What else do we have going on? We have that. Um, Bacon like, mushroom linguine. Yes, I'm so excited. We're having that tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. Um, we have Beyond Meat ranch burgers yep. with like potato wedges. Which will be our first time trying HelloFresh's Beyond Meat. Yes. It's exciting. Yes. Um, and then we have meatballs with, uh, is it, uh, oh, gr- not green beans. Uh, yes, or, it's yeah, green beans. Green it's green beans, beans and mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. It's got like a good um like beef and onion gravy with it so i'm super it's excited nice, like that. it's like a nice thanksgiving dinner especially the sides so yeah well well i think what we are going to end up doing just because of how um well i mean i guess some other fun things that we're going to do this week um another movie we're really looking forward to um is going to see Kingsman. The, King's the king man the king's man the king's man the origin of the kingsman uh the movie yep. that i love yes so we uh i was super looking forward to it as well so kind of decided hey like you know i've got this this wednesday off um you know we'll kind of do some final yeah. prep for our weekend um and then in the evening we don't have a lot going on so um we were going to go have a nice little dinner and go see the movie gonna enjoy ourselves before all the ramped up christmas spirit exactly and then, and then our yeah. face. and then yeah and then i think um they, yeah the the meatball and mashed potato meal um is gonna be our because i i work in the morning on christmas eve so mm. we'll kind of have the the evening to ourselves and basically everything's closed up as a five o'clock um so we'll be able to you know come home and enjoy a nice kind of like heartier meal that feels a little bit more holiday inspired it definitely um, will which be. i think will be nice going into christmas yeah no some great meals this week um honestly hello fresh uh if you guys uh are interested in giving it a shot reach out to us on our social yep. media we have plenty of referral codes to give you guys um yeah. if you're like you know, they've been just sending us a, like a, a small strip of them almost every box lately now they send you also coupon codes for certain stores apparel stores as well as some snacks and treats every now yeah. and then um they they love their loyal customers and you yep. could be one of them so if you guys are interested give us a shout yeah. uh, we'll happily refer you and you guys can give it a shot yourselves yep. um try some of their amazing dishes we've always exactly. talked about yeah um hashtag not sponsored hashtag not sponsored but we have big plans next or sorry, year. Sorry, hashtag guys. not sponsored yet. We have big plans for the podcast next year. <laughs> we this do. is the first time you're hearing about it, and we can't wait. Yes, to really I think bring we might dive a little deeper into that next week um, with kind of our you know end of year roundup. Because really, this is our second last episode, so we've got next week that we're going to kind of do a year in review, and and that'll be like our resolutions episode, I think, and then we'll be taking off a couple weeks, and that'll be nice. Got to ring in the new year. Nice oh, I just thought of a really good idea, but f- but I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. So okay, we are diving in this week to some Spider-Man No Way Home. We full can't get spoiler, ahead of ourselves full yet, though. We're forgetting one more thing. Full into it, but first we got to roll that intro. Roll it. Let's have it. And we're back. Oh, everybody. hello, guys. Oh, my God. Sorry, Chaplin. Scared uh, you him. scared the cat. <laughs> he just jumped a little bit. Um, but what is, what's that he not like? It's Chaplin in a nutshell. Um, but he also scares us from time to time. 
Uh, what are you doing? What are you getting? <laughs> are you excited? Yeah. What are you excited? Why are you excited? Talk about yeah. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Okay, okay, guys. Guys, this movie changed my life. Um, now, what I'm going to say right here now. Wow, my, the end of my hoodie is like way over the other nice side one. here. Um, is I think maybe we just start with a general... I feel like you're going to get into spoilers so quickly. We are going to start with like a bit of a general thing, but I, and I, I don't okay, know, you know what we should this. do first. We should I don't want to give a lot of spoilers. We should actually just talk about how we like the movie mm-hmm. and, you know, like a review almost. I would um, say we can talk maybe about like overall how we liked, you know, the visual effects and the pacing yes, and, exactly. and, and that sort of thing. And then I think um, really quickly, we'll kind of give a spoiler alert because there is a lot that we are going to need to talk about. Yes. So I am going to start now. Obviously, we want you guys to listen to the episode, but if you haven't watched it and you plan on watching it and you don't want anything spoiled for you because there are some big things talked about, um, please stop. <laughs> it is true. It Please is stop. True. Go listen to a different episode you and then cannot, come back to this one once you've watched you the movie. you don't care about the spoilers, but this is huge. It's huge This is stuff. huge for all people, it's not just stuff. big Marvel nerdy fans. Because I, I know how like fired up we were in the theater, so I don't want, whether you're watching in the theaters or at home, I don't want to take away that moment from somebody, but I do want to talk you, about you this can. movie. Um, at this point, too, if you're on social media, um, which I, I'm, I'm sure most of you are, um, you've probably seen a bunch of stuff that makes you think, is this real? Is this real? Mm-hmm. And we don't want to spoil that. So um, I guess first and foremost, um, rating out of 10, I give it a 10. Oh, I give it a 10. Movie was phenomenal. It like, oh God, I think it, it really balanced its plot so well yeah like you had specific sections of the story and like as things started getting found out and new developments got made you felt like you literally felt like you were in another chapter and it was just exciting the whole time even during like slow moments because you're like oh my gosh now you get a chance to kind of like rest with the characters how are they feeling how are they because you're already so invested in in a lot of these guys right so it's like okay how are they doing how are they feeling what's next oh i'm gonna try and pay attention to the specific dialogue somebody says or a look that they have because maybe that's gonna play into something later on which nine times out of ten it does so it's you're always paying attention to everything so even the slow moments feel exciting yeah it it, it really is important to note too that like they really did a good they Marvel does it with all their movies, but the trailer is only so much of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really did put like the first, like all everything you see in the trailer is the first like hour of the movie. I was going like, to say, basically, other than maybe like one or two very quick short clips that I, um, some of the I would scenes, place later in the, right. in the thing, basically like there's a whole middle chunk or like three quarters of the way chunk. That's like nowhere in any of the trailers. Mm-hmm. It's basically everything up to about the midpoint of the movie. And more even because um, you start to realize some of these characters, like obviously we know with the with the casting and stuff, uh, no spoilers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Doc Ock is in the movie. Green Goblin say, is we, in the we, movie. We see the, those two characters specifically. But we see them in their different, their different selves. Like they're, they're almost nicer they're they're more understanding they're not mm-hmm. they're not quite villains um yeah and a lot of those theories came true with uh, some of the people that had big theories on like how they would play as characters with peter mm-hmm. with tom holland's peter yeah obviously because there's no other peter <laughs> you're awful i knew you're gonna friggin' do this okay please ignore if you were still listening and hoping that there was not playing with your mic it's i'm gonna sorry reverberate. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry well um, you just ruined the fucking movie uh should we just say it okay okay Okay, 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 
Okay. Okay, guys. Um, spoiler alert from here on out. One of the biggest things that really plays into, I guess, a lot of um, the development as the as the movie goes on. So we're just going to say it here and now. <laughs> Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in Spider-Man. No All three Spider-Man um, appear in the film since it is a multiverse movie. Done, like incredibly well done it's, with how they entered in the, th- in the it, film. Honestly, I just got chills thinking about it again because the timing of how they did it in the film is just I've seen so cool. The clip where Andrew gets in the film, like where Ned makes the the, the ring. I know, yeah. I've seen that clip seven times on TikTok. Like I've, it, I, and I could watch it over and over again. It just, it was such. It was such a gorgeous way to do it from a storytelling and visual perspective. Like, first of all, Ned's just like, you know, a fucking secret sorcerer now. He can do magic, which is cool. Crazy. Um, But when he opens up the portal with the sling ring and you just kind of see this like Spider-Man figure standing because of the way they've done it, you truthfully think it is their Peter, right? And the fact that he just said he didn't like, you know, he didn't say... I mean, there really isn't anything specific. He's, he's just, thinking he's, that there's he's thinking there's only one Peter Parker. Right. So he's like, I need to find Peter Parker, but and there is distance, other Peter Parkers. And from that distance, it's a blue and a red suit. That's it. Uh, yeah. But as soon so as he runs just and jumps, when he turns around people, and he's like, as soon as he runs and jumps, the real fans like, I'm we're getting chills because yeah. the audience of a theater in that moment yeah. is insane well because you could almost tell as soon as it opens up it, i could hear like as soon as it was like oh i need to find peter parker and there's a part of me that went oh yeah and then it opened up and i was like okay maybe they're gonna try and do this whole like best friend pick me up thing but then there was part of me is like is that gonna be a different peter parker are we actually gonna do this and then he, the body language was kind of like Different. That doesn't seem like a sad because something happens that we'll get to later. Um, this doesn't seem like a depressed Peter who's like really relieved to see his friends. This is a Peter that's like, what's going on? I'm going to go investigate. Right. And then gets through into the light and then you see the suit and you're like, oh yeah. my God. And then he peels off his mask and then everyone in the theater lost their freaking oh minds. It was my. such a cool feeling. I just can't, like th- those moments are my favorite moments. Why we love these movies. Yeah. Why you have to watch it in yeah. theater. It is yeah. crazy. And, and, but that's the best part. These, this is also, and then later on we get Toby yep. uh, coming through in the same specific scenario, except no costume, just Toby. Yeah, it's he's just Older, Peter. Older, a little bit looking because obviously age time. Well, um, he's really the oldest out of all of but, them, and right? And he is, uh, but he steps through the ring, uh, the portal, just like a normal. And the part of me that was the little kid who grew up for the longest time with him being the only Peter Parker, him being the only Spider-Man, and to see him walk through the portal was like this full circle moment why am i getting emotional oh my god it is, it i'm was, literally it, it guys is, like i'm welling up which is so dumb i want to watch it again so bad so bad i'm itching too it was just this like beautiful full circle moment because i'm like this is gonna do so much for the tom holland peter like the, having them and the timing was again was impeccable because you had another spo- uh, spoiler alert um you know, the MCU's Peter uh, ends up suffering a really big loss. Yeah. That ties back to something that really only the other Peters are going to be able to understand and talk to him about. Right. Um. So that was, it just was really impeccable timing because, you know, um, MJ and Ned find the two of them with like in perfect form to be able to, you know, um, 
bring them to him. And I just think that in between the kind of like the craziness of seeing these two Peters that aren't their Peters, but they are spy, like they are their, their universe as Spider-Man. And then the comedy involved with it all is just crazy to They're me. They're hilarious. And it was so funny how like, it, it's the dynamic with, with all of it going on. And it, it, I loved how like, the, the Andrew Garfield one was kind of like mind blown about like the science of it all. Like this is actually happening. Like the uh, the multiverse is like seriously a thing. But he's like also confused as to like why he's there and he's been trying to find Peter. And But then you have like Toby's Peter come through and kind of go like he's like already he's already like down with the sickness on this. Like he already knows it's like, hey, it's the multiverse. I showed up here. I've just been trying to find, you know, your Peter so that we can like figure out what's going yeah. on. But he's like, yeah, like and I already, you know, like I've the, already been like watching you guys. I know who you are. Eventually they get into a lab and they actually start like whipping, whipping some stuff up, so which is I crazy. Think, like, MJ goes like, there's three of them. <laughs> yeah. At one point they're like, hey, Peter. And they're like, what? All three of them. Mm-hmm. I, it's so, it's so it funny. It's really funny. Um, but like you said, um, seeing, you know, you grew up with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man being the only Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Having three movies and yeah. really being the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. People love and worship him. He Spider-Man Those... is, is and probably is was, sorry, and probably still is, the most Highly, highly rated superhero oh, yeah. in the world. Specifically one and two, and especially two, which people don't always talk about is obviously the first one's iconic, not only just being like the first of the, you know, the modern day Spider-Man movie, but also for the fact that it came out at a time where superhero movies were still not quite as bankable so as they are now. Yep. This was the start of it all, truthfully. Like, right. obviously you have things like... The Batman from the from the eighties, or I guess nineteen ninety was when the eighty nine ninety when the first one came out. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, you have like, you know, movies like Blade and stuff from the nineties. Like, I get that, but like, this was like the first of the start of what we know as like superhero movies now. Like that was kind of the inception of it all. So that was really cool to be able to have that. And then again, still the second one is so highly rated. Like it wasn't just like they were like good superhero movies; they were good movies yeah like the story was good the acting was phenomenal the directing was like they were they were it just like the the kind of the blend of toby Maguire and you've got james franco willem dafoe kirsten dunce and you've got sam raimi directing it was just kind of a beautiful mixture of all of the right things to happen it came at a time where effects were really starting to kind of take a boom so they could put a lot into this movie and have it be successful well you'd have like you'd have much like very very basic like acting scenes but then you spend Mm -hmm. so much time on these effects and these editing scenes and some people also don't uh take for granted the the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield had some phenomenal cgi scenes for its time as well phenomenal because again you think however many years later the advancements those are also insane the 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 spider-man focused scenes like not the actual fight scenes with the like the actual just spider-man scenes another thing too is i i find sometimes specifically because of the second movie of the amazing spider-man ones because I didn't have a problem with the first one. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're remaking it. I get Sony wants to hang on to the property, whatever. But they actually did a, a good job of casting it. There are some good actors in that friggin' movie. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what other things that maybe people are seeing or maybe people haven't seen him in other things that they rip on Andrew Garfield for, the, for, for that. Maybe just because they have a loyalty to Toby. But Andrew Garfield's a good actor. Well, so I saw a video today that was like, saying how... In almost all scenes in Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew Garfield stole the show. 
he, and I, oh, I, we need to get we need to get to this later because there is a specific moment that obviously he was fantastic. His comedic timing was amazing, and you could when you felt it when like he was having a moment. There is one specific scene that we are going to talk about because well, it's the scene. Just talk that about what it. stole the okay. Hold on, but what I'm I just need to finish my point really quickly is you know that movie definitely held its own as well. Um, one thing I will say before I then talk about Andrew because it it came up as we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby's um thing is one thing i kept saying to you and then i said it after again is i loved how because sometimes the i love the mcu movies you know what i mean sometimes it can feel a little too like snappy and quick whereas like i loved how it kind of the movie got a little more grounded and felt a bit more on the borderline of um a sam like it was almost like a sam raimi version of an mcu spider-man movie right it felt more grounded and heavy yeah compared to the other ones like not like there wasn't stakes but the the other ones again i find the you know um especially like the far from home it could start getting a little flashy and far-fetched and i get how like much the um Mysterio storyline and don't get me wrong like I I do really enjoy that movie and I love Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio but but by the time he actually got his like reveal of his motivations you were like what the fuck is it this was, nonsense it, it was a while in it but was like but, but 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 what I'm saying is it's like I the 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 villains in this movie and the effect that they have on the hero felt like a superhero like it, heavy it, it, it kind of was I mean it was definitely plot twisty uh, yeah I'm, you get the very end fight scene is is obviously the three Spider-Man fighting the Phenomenal. Three. Oh my god. Also, you know what's my favorite part? Mm-hmm. Like I I tried to like pick up all these little things, but the the piece of the fight scene where they're in the scaffolding and mm-hmm. they all go in different directions and pay, and then they we saw a clip of Lizard getting kicked in the face. That was really him getting kicked by Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yep. And they edited yep. it out. They like, had to in the trailer. Re- yeah, they don't want to have you seen three that wasn't Spideys. Like a, well, and, and I was like, well, where the hell does that clip come from? Like, are you kidding me? You yeah. missed that? And But that became real. When no, but they do that all the time. They take real, people out of trailer clips just so hilarious. they can put a scene in there. We got to get like way more uh, eccentric with our theories because – there was even more shit that I didn't even yeah. realize they would so, like Marvel would do with this exactly, exactly. hiding secrets I and just, stuff. Every time I think about this movie, I just go, it's so good. It's so good. I can't use words to explain it. Like the fact that they, they so beautifully and seamlessly added these two other, essentially, like it truthfully feels like other universe characters because they were with a different... It was a different time. It's it, you have your MCU Spider-Man, and then you have your two iterations of your Sony. And even then, because of the the people behind them, you have what feels like already two different Spider universes. You, you like, sort of have to. You, you have three protagonists now. You do, like, but they did it so seamlessly. Where like obviously Tom's was still the main focus, but you have the the value of like Andrew and Toby, and it makes it more rich and like. It was really charming and like heartwarming and and lovely that like he didn't feel so alone anymore. Who Toby? T- uh, Tom. Oh, okay. Um, because I feel like with all of the drama going on and in the plot, accident. you know, you start happened, to feel, yeah. especially with like what happens with Aunt May, um, you start to feel very alone. Right. And. I think it was perfect he, timing he to have them in. He did get kind of dark in there too. He had a little bit he of a. He did, of a, but I think that's why it was scene, important but... to have Toby there because. It, oh, big. I mean, also Andrew because he got. But it's one of those it, kind of the part of the origin of Spider-Man is kind of going a little dark before realizing what what your true calling is, right? Because um, you know, losing. I mean, at least in previous iterations, because we don't really have a Uncle Ben in this universe. Um, losing Uncle Ben was like a huge turning point, right? Yeah. So 
anywho, um, but so it was good that Toby was kind of there to really to say like, hey, this isn't going to help. Well, it was actually kind of funny. Um, if I sent you a TikTok earlier, they did a lot of like word for word callbacks to the original Spider Man. That's like, why it felt like a, a Sam Raimi. I knew lot, it a lot. And um, can I just say, like Willem Dafoe? But also, like the big thing about this movie, uh, which I thought was really cool, is like Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock's characters are like they're technically good guys. Like they come through. They 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 don't get this like. What do you want to uh, call it? Like multiverse madness, if you want to call it, where like people still think that they're in their own universe, like because they but they cure Doc Ock and then he's like, so, Peter, I know you, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What I, I actually really love what they did with Doc Ock in this movie because for a split second at the start of the second Spider Man, you see, you know, the, the, the Doc Ock that's, you know, Peter's mentor. Yeah. He, he's the guy who's like, you know, with Peter at college and is getting him like on his way to do his thing, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then things go awry. And it was really nice to be able to kind of see that get reverted because it forces you to remember that like a lot of these guys, maybe they were already feeling disenfranchised and maybe there was always kind of a bit of darkness in them and then whatever happened to them that made them a supervillain you know, or a villain, uh, got amplified. But with some of these guys, it is literally just an accident and it can take the flip of a coin to either make them a hero or make them a villain Right. and something. And it was that one small mishap within the accident of Doc Ock that made him a villain. Yeah. And it could have just as easily, he could have been a superhero. Right. He could have been a hero. He could have been doing, you know, using his abilities for something better. So I thought that was really interesting. And then one thing I think, not having seen the original Raimi movies in a long time, and if you haven't, um, one thing that you kind of forget is just how brilliant um, Willem was in the first one as Norman Osborn. Because he's playing two characters. Yeah. He's playing Norman Osborn and he's playing the Green Goblin. Yeah. Because let me tell you, they are very different. And seeing that happen yet again in here, it was like... It was very know, clear in this movie. It like gives you chills to watch... Something so brilliant and familiar happened all over again. He switches seamlessly and does such a fantastic job at it. He is such a good villain. Agreed. As well as being such a good, like, genuine guy. Agreed. Um, I didn't watch, I haven't seen the original Spider-Man movie movies in a while. I yeah. did, uh, I did watch Spider-Man one, like this early last week. Just yes. To, you, know, remember. you have watched the first one. Uh, but yeah. I, but I didn't really see Green Goblin become Green Goblin as often in Willem Dafoe. You know, I didn't see their distinctness as much as I, as you see it literally like, mm-hmm. a, like you literally see, um, almost like Venom take over Eddie Brock. Like, it's like, boom, this is a new person. It's a like, switch. He, like he's a, it's a switch. And you can and tell, like, he's so good at owning the mannerisms. Like, where it's a, a weaker, more nervous Norman versus, like, this, like, hunched it's over. It's scary because Norman Osborn is a good guy. Goblin. Norman's, like, a, he's a genuinely trying to be a good guy. He's a businessman and, and a father. And a, yeah, but he can't even control it. And that's why he yeah. destroys the mask. He destroys the Green Goblin mask, tries to get rid of it, tries to figure mm-hmm. it out. But then Green Goblin is just... In him, it's yep. a part of him. He's and always he can't there. Help it. He's and watching everything. He can take yeah, over as soon yeah. as he wants to. Um, um, but but the big scene, that- a big scene, and uh, so let me just preface this for reminding um, is one of the bigger things that happened in Andrew Garfield's movies. Um, obviously, he doesn't have an MJ. He has Gwen. Mm. Um, I mean, in the comics, Gwen it's Stacey. both both Gwen Stacy and MJ are a big part of Peter's life in the comics. Um, they specifically went with not really having. Um, 
a focus on MJ in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, it was Gwen Stacy is technically like I think his first girlfriend, and MJ doesn't come till college in the comics. Right. Um, so they stayed true to that, and they had Gwen Stacy, amazing Emma Stone, fantastic. Um, but in the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, um, Gwen dies because Andrews Peter cannot get to her in time as she's falling off of wherever the attack's happening in that movie. Um, she, like, he, by the time he's able to get to her, like, her back, like, basically her back breaks, I think is what it is. I, I can't think, remember. It's been yeah, a while since yeah, I've seen ba- the movie. Well, basically. But like she dies. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't save her. And then there's one point in the movie, like, the this one, the No Way Home, that um, MJ and Ned end up getting pulled onto the scaffolding by the um, the Statue of Liberty because they were like through the the portal from the sling ring. Yeah. Um, and all of this chaos ensues, and then MJ gets essentially knocked off of the scaffolding. And as Tom Holland's Peter goes to reach for her, he gets cut off by Goblin. It's Goblin, yep. right, on yep. the hoverboard. And then Andrew Andrews Peter sees this. And then goes immediately. To sa- immediately, and then goes to save her. Nails it. Absolutely nails it. Has her in his Sticks arms her. and looks Superhero down at her landing. and basically is like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then you can just see his. I'm gonna start crying. You see his face turn, and this is why I have so much respect for him as an actor because you see his face turn because he did what he couldn't do for Gwen is yeah. he saved MJ, and you can well. Feel my favorite the, part like, was like he goes, "Are you okay?" To MJ, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then he, she goes, "Are you okay?" And he's and like, then you and he, can, he just nods. He goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, I. Yeah, like you can see it turn where like all of the guilt and the and the regret and anger and self like loathing from not being he's able to save a Gwen. Talented motherfucker. The relief and the and you can see a bit of that lift because obviously it's never going to go away. But you can see him processing the fact that like the slight redemption he got from being able to save MJ was like absolutely heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. And it was just a phenomenal scene. It got me, I'm sitting in the theater and like my eyes are welling up and I was like, this is just madness. So much is going on. I'm like laughing. I'm getting excited and I'm crying all within like a four minute period. I love this movie. It was just, I could watch, honestly, I could watch like the last half hour of this movie. Not that the rest of it wasn't good, but the last half hour of this movie, I could watch I want all on repeat for the rest of, of my friggin'. If that was the only thing I was able to watch for the rest of my life, I'd be okay. Just beautiful CGI. Like the whole, like Doc Gawk coming in, Goblin coming in, electric, like everything happening. Like it was just so, so awesome. And more Benedict Cumberbatch, please. Like I love, I love him as Doctor mm. Strange. Can't wait for all of that in Multiverse Oh, Madness. that part where he's like trying to, you know, get keep the things closed and he's like I, everything's trying to get through like i'm not going to be able to keep them from getting through they are coming like all the other beings from yep. the other universes the whole fucking multiverse is going to collapse in on itself and he's like i can't keep them from coming through and then you just see like tom's peter go up and it's like what if just everyone forgot that was the, big, and he goes, the biggest plot of the movie was and you can just see yeah. like the the pain on on strange's face because like he's so like you can see like he's he respects him and he's proud of him because he knows the sacrifice he's making. And like, that's what a hero looks like, but he's like heartbroken, not only like for Peter, but like, because he doesn't want to miss out on Peter too. Like he, everyone's going to forget Peter Parker. Right. And he's like, everybody it's, it sucks it's, though because it's that's the, the weight of that is on strange's brain. And yeah. like, he knows what that's going to mean for him. 
and and he knows the sacrifice Peter's making. And even though like Peter might not completely know, like Strange knows, and he's like he's gonna do this anyway. And it just that is also another thing that got me. These guys are so good at like acting with not just their words but their faces, mm-hmm. and it just I can't. Yeah, that's kind of the whole I point can't. of acting. Actually, it's fantastic. Um, no, I <laughs> I know that, but though. there's also we're all very aware that there's some actors where like you know they're known for having a blank face, and then that's why like they're good for certain types of movies yeah, because sure. they're an audience for conduit. Sure. Whereas like a lot of these movies, they it's complex people. Like there's some actors that don't know how to do anything with facial expression. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. A lot of those good scenes in this movie. Um, I'm trying to think of more, but it, it just, and ultimately... Oh, I have a bunch. Do you want me to start listing them off? Well, you need to sip your beer because... <laughs> yes. I'm way ahead of you. I here. am, I am, I am. Um, But honestly, I just, I, I want to, I wish we could have rewatched it before jumping on the podcast this week. I know. I like, I'm, you already gave, like, basically talked about the big scenes, the the more favored ones, the big mm-hmm. plot scenes, etc. Yeah. Um, But also, like, I love just the thought of each of the characters um electro obviously gets gets revamped a little bit more mm-hmm. um he gets stronger he's he's a little bit more villainous um and people talked about him uh with um wow jamie fox uh being electro apparently he stole the show a lot more in his specific scenes which um at first i was like okay i was trying to watch for that but i don't think so because i think I jamie think fox is just a character if he but I don't like think he, he did. Was... So I feel like he he stole a show in the sense is he was really kind of like owning his villainousness. That's true. And I will say he definitely was um, kind of a root cause of a few more of the hiccups because he was the only one who really either wasn't indifferent or didn't want to actively get fixed. Um, I mean, obviously, we later find out that Goblin's overpowered Norman and he doesn't want to get fixed either. But specifically from the get go, um, you could tell that like. Electro wasn't on board with it to begin with. He was just kind of like going at the f- with the flow because he was essentially outnumbered yeah. by the rest of them. But it was kind of interesting because if, if you, like when you think back, maybe I'm wrong, but like Sandman, we know in uh, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, like yeah. he's basically a good guy. I'd probably put him there. He's obviously. I mean, a yes, villain. like so when he gets he's got villainous tendencies, t- but he's well. Well, it's the thing though too is you can kind of tell first when he like he, when we first see him when you know Tom's. Tom's Peter, you know, comes in contact with Electro. Sandman shows up as well. And like Sandman at first is all like, oh, hey, Peter, like what's going on? Like, what do you need? Um, And then obviously doesn't get suspicious until he sees that who it is under the mask and goes, you're not Peter. Yeah. Um, And then gets distrustful. But the whole time he's kind of indifferent. He's like, I just want to go back to where my daughter is. I don't give a shit about getting fixed or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's kind of indifferent the whole time because he's distrustful as soon as he sees that it's not his Peter. But when he comes in, like, he's not necessarily out to be a villain in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wants to get back. He's just purely selfish motivation from the perspective of, like not wreaking havoc on things like right. he doesn't give a shit but that's and that's kind of the weird thing because it's like sandman uh and lizard um they don't have much going on in this movie uh electro yeah. is more so you i know, would argue being the leader of those few folks i would argue like other than norman and his like or sorry green goblin yes. um and his active destruction um electro is really the only other true antagonist of this movie right. other than the looming threat of the multi, all the other multiverses True. breaking through. That's literally what I'm kind of seeing and remembering is that yeah. like Lizard and Sandman weren't necessarily like 
we because again lizard was another one where he's like it was more or less like we're like electro kept putting in their minds like we're not getting out of here we're trapped they're trapping us blah 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 and like that's well i think lizard was another one where he just like was kind of indifferent to whatever was going on um and again sure he would probably you know villains just like to villain but it's not like he like actively was working towards anything whereas electro wanted the power in this universe he wanted the arc reactor you know what i mean so yeah um and he he got it and he got um, it (laughs) i mean uh very very small moments in this movie were so well done a lot of crazy theories Mm -hmm. uh from the big from months ago uh come were like brought to fruition Mm -hmm. which was amazing to watch and to see especially our own theories and what Um, i will say think what uh, actually speaking of like again to we're mentioning all these different villains considering all the villains the three spider-man and you have mj and ned and you have aunt may and you have happy yeah and you have strange and you have the threat of a multiverse and you have all these other like personal motivations and character development it never felt like too much was going on. Right. Because they all were like layers in and of themselves. Like, you know how sometimes a movie can kind of feel really jam-packed and like they were trying to do too much in one movie? And like, you know, we mentioned all these theories and all these theories did come to fruition within the movie. Yeah. But it didn't feel like too much was going on because it all layered in and interlocked together so well. And it was like, A... Then turns to B, then turns to C, then turns to D, then turns to E. Well, there's like e. A, there was like A sub I, and then I like, like you know. What I'm saying though is like each we, plot we point. we literally don't even, again, I said this to you the other day. We, we keep forgetting to mention it. We talked about almost every big plot twist in this entire movie. People forget that Charlie Cox's Daredevil was literally Peter's lawyer. Can we, why are we, why do we keep skipping that? That is massive listen it is massive yes because it points to how they're going to be baby i get what you're saying because i get what you're saying is this means a lot for them pulling in all these other like marvel properties that mm. haven't been associated with the main mcu movies into you're, into the films i understand you're, no, that you're missing the main point is that we got daredevil a marvel show a long time ago it has been discontinued it's not even a show but they just confirmed that our two universes are the same. That's not even a that wasn't even a multiverse thing yet. They confirmed that Charlie. Well, Cox obviously, it's not a multiverse thing yet. No, I understand and that. And Spider Man are the same. They I didn't get... have to. They didn't have to take like Venom coming into the universe. They didn't have to multiverse it up. They just were like. No, I understand he's that. There. But think about it. If Crazy. they can, if they can write it off as a oh, they just never like you know cross paths just yet. You know what I mean? Like they could have written it off. So oh, if you Sorry. already have built in characters that you can utilize why are you not going to do that right so i understand it yes it's a big deal well, we because it is a prop it is a property that hasn't been active for a while or a specific like and set of the characters comics, they are supposed to okay be what i'm saying though is as far as the show i get it hasn't been on for a while but they already have a built-in guy for daredevil they don't need to worry about recasting they don't need to worry about trying to convolute but an origin they story they already have a built-in origin story but they're known to do that like i'm wh- why no, is i understand it- that but all i'm saying is in the grand scheme of the fact that they were introducing the multiverse and they have pro- like p- the characters from other like previous like properties that have again been gone for a while and not even part of the same studios like it 
I get how maybe it got lost in the shuffle and it was like a quick cameo yeah, in the beginning of the I movie. Did, I get it's a big thing, but like just I, it's you, one of those things you're where getting it's like real heated for for a big thing. Like, well, you, you were we getting heated about a lot just of big now, things and you were excited to talk about them, and now you're like getting angry to talk about this because I'm not getting angry to talk about it. All I'm saying is, is like it's not like nobody's writing it off. There was just a lot of other things that people need to talk out first. I get it's super exciting. Like, I cannot wait to see more of him. There you go. In these movies, I get it, but you were all but like, I can't back. believe people are talking about this i'm like well, but there was gonna, other stuff going on back because well we tied we tied two universes essentially without even having to and like in the comics daredevil and spider-man do live like really close to each other in yeah, they're both in story. new york in yeah in new york they're in the stories together yeah. and they team up at some point and yeah. so i think it's just huge yeah of course it is i'm just saying like it's not like someone's anyone's doing an injustice to charlie cox there was just a lot going on he in is that the movie. best daredevil there is though. he is and honestly i think they would have been stupid recasting it so i'm glad they used him true but I'm just saying, like, you already have a built-in... Again, it's the same thing where, spoiler alert for Hawkeye, is you see the same guy. It is... It's still the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. He, I, was, is the, he was in the credits, his name. No, no. Okay, I just wasn't paying attention to the credits. The show ended and I clicked no, out I the No, I, I neither watched TikTok. Okay, so... But I could... In, like, the grainy photo of him and Eleanor, like, I thought it was the right Kingpin actor that I'm thinking of. Um, Denofrio so, or something? Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, that's who I thought the name was, and I just wasn't sure. So, like, you already have a built-in set of people who have already embodied these characters. Why aren't you using them? So, like, now it's fantastic that we're seeing Charlie Cox's Daredevil, which, again, I agree is the best version of Daredevil. And you have a Kingpin who's already ready to go. And, like, he's a believable, like you know mastermind mobster who's like you don't want to fuck with him because he Mm -hmm. will end you like Mm -hmm. he is a scary guy like d'onofrio made that believable terrifying so you already have these people who have done a fantastic job embodying these characters that made the fans of your movies and shows love them Mm -hmm. why not use them right you know what i mean and they don't need to do an origin story because they already did it hey go watch this it's just it's great it's just good to see um connecting pieces Mm because i feel like i feel like yes we have had connecting pieces in movies yeah there's a lot of origin stories in um like iron man that were solo like all three of those iron man movies were for iron man all three of thor's movies were thor um captain america no they civil war they like no but you didn't get like many ties to hey this is also another thing this is another person that's there but like you're now getting kingpin and hawkeye i would argue kingpin that- is all is in the hawkeye and he's a villain to hawkeye but then he's also the main one of the main villains of daredevil mm-hmm. we know that daredevil exists we just got now got daredevil and spider-man no way home so daredevil's got to come back and they're all in the same like they're all in the same tree here yeah, no, I get so that. hawkeye and uh spider-man might end up teaming up again because they gotta you know they're all around the same thing Oh yeah, you never know. Yeah, no, that's I'm on board. I, think, I agree with well, you. You, you never got that before. No, I'm totally. So. But what I'm saying though is, is I'm going to um, raise you a point here. Is arguably, I would say um, that up until like they actually, you know, get back to um, Asgard, that Hulk is almost the protagonist of Thor Ragnarok. Sure, sure. I would argue that. Yes, yes. 
But like we also know Hulk's in the Avengers. He's not like somewhere else. Oh, doing... I get what you mean. So like a more of a separate we're getting this, we're getting property. This, like, yeah. Okay. We're getting this like Daredevil world that we already know, but yep. but it doesn't exist anymore because yep. Daredevil the show is done. Yep. We're getting this world coming back mm-hmm. for some reason, and and I love it because I'm I'm a oh I'm not mad about it at That's all. What I'm, I'm just a giant Daredevil fan. Okay. Um, well, you can calm your tits. I just say it's a fantastic character, fantastic superhero. No, absolutely. So, so I like seeing. I'm that, excited and I, because. And then all connecting pieces it's not just oh it's Hulk. yeah you know. i actually think it was like a really smart idea too to have kingman be involved in hawkeye because um hawkeye is such like more of a grounded hero ki- hero like yeah. he doesn't have like he's very skilled at what he does and you could argue it's almost a superpower that he has with what he can do with a bow and like how good he is at like combat and strategic thinking and things like that um but it's not like he has like imbued superpowers from one thing or another right kingpin that's the thing okay that's my thing though is like it's a more grounded superhero so like and i find that um spider-man's always been like a really good mix of like grounded versus non-grounded and same thing with daredevil like it's 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 a more grounded story so i'm glad it's kind of like all connecting together and i do hope that we end up seeing more um involved in that and maybe we might see more kate bishop Honestly, oh, we definitely do. We definitely do. I I think she's teaming up with like Miss Marvel at some point because they mm-hmm. are supposed to. Um, yeah. she's because she's like a girl who's like got like Marvel powers. Um, <laughs> oh, because only the girls can hang out together. Well, no, that's like in the in the comics they do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no. all. And um, okay. anyways, anyways, we're at time. Wow, way over time. We got we got so sidetracked. Anyways, heated. Definitely. Um, I mean, this is at the end of the episode where we told you to click away if you hadn't watched the movie yet. So this won't really make sense, but I do need to say it. Go watch Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Stop it. And go watch Hawkeye. I walk because like, I'm sure there were people who also clicked this and were like, I don't care about the spoilers. And now they're here. And then we just ruined the whole movie. And now they're here. Uh, we did ruin the whole movie, but <laughs> you'll still be excited to see all the loving, amazing characters that you mm-hmm. that you know about. It was um, such a cool experience. Phenomenal experience. I cannot say that enough. It was so just like cool. Reminded me of Endgame, but it's not better. It... And that's what I said to you in the car is it was honestly with what was going on and what it was setting up end game level insanity. Oh, yeah. With like a different perspective, though, because rather than being the I mean, you know what? Actually, no, I take that back because quite frankly, No Way Home is the end of something. Straw Hat Goofy on on freaking TikTok said it. Um, is this movie is the end of something? Yes, it yes. is the end of but something as well as the start of, of something. We exactly. End games. The end was literally the end of a phase of movies. This is the start of a phase of movies, yeah. and we know because that. truthfully, the end of like as you get to you know as the end game was wrapping up, like you were really saying goodbye. Like obviously, yes, there was the hint that certain people were going to go on, but really, end game was a goodbye to everything that had come right. before. Whereas No Way Home is like. Uh, hi, hello, this is all the exciting it's, crap it's, that you're going to see. No Way Home gave us more cliffhangers than Endgame did. Endgame didn't give us any cliffhangers. Plus Endgame, the end Endgame credits. The, 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 sorry, sorry, I'm trying to get it closer to my mouth. Um, the the mid-credit scene and the end credit scene were just... Yes. Sorry, I know you said we have to wrap up. I just for, no. I remember hey, more things. No, hey, end credit scenes galore. Um, if you we should start it, doing end credit scenes. Um, I, honestly, I just want to watch it again. I really, it's so I really, good. I would, to, I would watch it sing. over and over and over again. It is now officially a Christmas movie because it came out during Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so it counts. Um, it's snowing inside the sanctum. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, but anyways, guys, 
Thank you so much for hanging out with us this yes. week. We love you and appreciate you. And we're so, so excited for our finale next week. Finale of Let's Have a Drink Season 9. Holy heck. We have some big news, big stuff to talk about. New Year's resolutions. Big Christmas news. is coming up. Hawkeye finale as well. Yeah, I think oh we'll goodness. definitely talk more about that. We'll talk more about the Hawkeye finale because there's prob- it's probably going to be a big episode. I think it's like an hour and a I half I think some big stuff is going to happen. We're gonna, and it's, I think, big thing too, cliffhangers. Also, I love Yelena. Hilarious. Honestly, arguably one of my favorite MCU characters. I can't wait to see where they go with her as well. She's brilliant. I love Florence Pugh. Um, Anyways. We we love to see it. Uh, We can't wait to see you guys next week. And we'll catch you later. Peace.